You are listening to Capital Chat on KNY. I am your host, and Jordan Lewis. And joining me in the studio, I have Dan McCrumman. Now, Dan, you are here to talk to me today about motorcycle safety. And I was trying to figure out the acronym for the group you're here with, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So why don't you start there for me? Okay, I'll start right there. I'm Dan McCrumman, the president of Juno Abate, A-B-A-T-E. And... In Alaska, that stands for Alaskan Bikers Advocating for Training and Education. Uh, the organization Abate in itself was founded in 1972 down in California. The, uh, uh, some of the folks with the Easy Riders magazine, which people may have heard of, uh, decided that they needed something to advocate for motorcyclists. And at that time, it was called a Brotherhood Against Totalitarian Enactments. And so, you know, they were advocating against uh, particularly helmet laws uh, requiring the uh, riders to wear helmets. But uh, it's evolved some, and we focus a lot more on training and education, and that's here in, in Juneau. And there's five abate groups in Alaska, and all of us the same name, Alaska Bikers Advocating Training and Education. And we all have pretty well the same goals uh, in the last... Uh, about a year and a half, two years, we've been working on uh, coming together as one organization in Alaska with chapters throughout the state. So that just gives us larger numbers to uh, to provide that training and advocate for for motorcyclists. Uh, so I can talk about the training and I can talk about the education part of it. Okay. Well, let's start with the training part of it because that's the part that's got me interested. Here in Juneau, we, uh, we provide motorcycle rider education training. Uh, we do that at the, uh, uh, the, the hands-on part of it on motorcycles is done at the seven-mile DOT parking lot. And what that involves is uh, there's a, a three-hour, roughly three-hour online course, and then there's about four hours of classroom, and then... Uh, 10 hours or so hands-on on motorcycles. And when we, when we conduct the training, we provide the motorcycles. Uh, the students bring their own gear. Uh, we do have loaner helmets and such, but uh, the, the class is designed for very beginner riders. And we've had people that have never been on a motorcycle but think, hmm, that's something that looks like fun. I'd like to try it. And then we've had some that have been riding for 20, 30 years but never got their license. And so that's part of the, the end goal of taking the class is getting your, your motorcycle endorsement. So when we start the class, we have the motorcycles out there and we tell the students, you know, to walk around and look at them. You know, this is the front tire. This is the back tire. This is this and this and that. And so it's, it's very basic. And that way a person who's never been on a motorcycle you know, they get a good feel of it. We probably spend the first hour and a half just sitting on the bike, learning what the controls are and how they operate. And then we start moving slowly and progressively into uh, riding. And at the end of the, the class, they take a skills test to show that they've mastered those basic fundamentals. And if they successfully complete that, then they can take their completion card to DMV, and DMV will, uh, they still have to take the knowledge test, the written test at DMV, and then they can get their endorsement. Okay. As I say, I'm fairly certain I would fall into the camp of, I've never actually been on a motorcycle. It looks interesting, but I would definitely fall into that camp. But I think it's always interesting and important to hear about those trainings, because you want to make sure people 
for me, it's always make sure they know what they're doing and that they're good and comfortable doing that in order to ensure not only their own safety, but the safety for everyone around them. Correct. And, you know, we, we teach, uh, uh, risk assessment, risk knowledge, because riding a motorcycle can be very risky. And, you know, Juno's a fairly safe place to ride. There are some inherent uh, dangers here, like with the gravel and such. A lot of us like to wait till the, the city and state get most of the gravel off the road because it's, it's like little marbles uh, and can make the road very slick. But we, we teach it in a way so that if you start riding and you go to Seattle, or you go down uh, some other big city down south, you're kind of prepared for that. You're starting to, to have in your mind to be looking all around you constantly, you know, vigilant for those crazy people in cars because they're not looking for you. And that gets a little bit to the education part. But yeah, our training uh, trains a person, gives them those basic skills so that they realize that there's risk inherent in riding a motorcycle. Gotcha. And then speaking on that education part, we might as well just segue right into that. Well, this is what uh, several groups consider MAY is an acronym for Motorcycles in You. And the idea is to put the word out to, to the car drivers and such so that, you know, watch out for those motorcycles. Look for them. One of our sayings is look twice. And what we mean by that is particularly when you come up to a stop sign, you typically look right, you look left, and then you go. Well, we want you to look right, look left, and then look right once more before you pull out. Uh, either way, you're looking for that, that motorcycle because sometimes they're really hard to see. All of my close calls where I've come really close to getting hit by a car, the driver said, oh my gosh, I didn't see you. And I have a big bike. It's got three headlights up front. It's lots of lighting around it but I still get missed. You get kind of caught up in the, the mass of cars and they just don't see that you're in that lane that they want to pull out into. And that's part of the, the risk assessment that we teach in the class. But with, with this May effort, we're trying to get the word out there for people to watch out for motorcycles. You know, we, have, we have every right to be on the road as everybody else, uh, but we want you to watch for us. No, I definitely agree with you on that. You mean you should always just check both directions twice? I would think anyway, for, under any circumstance. And I think the re- maybe part of it, and this is me kind of going into maybe the psychology of the driver aspect of it, is maybe it's that pattern recognition where they're like, "Oh, I don't see large vehicle shape, therefore it's probably fine." But in reality, they should always just keep checking it anyway. That's true. Um, you know, we motorcycles have to have their headlights on at all times. It's a it's a state law. And in areas where cars also have to have their headlights on, we kind of get lost in all of those lights. Uh, you know, I, I understand and, and agree with the reasoning for cars to have their headlights on at, at all times in certain places. But you just, the car drivers just need to be a little more vigilant and looking and see that that one little headlight, because some smaller motorcycles only have one headlight, that one headlight isn't some car that's got a light burned out. It's it's a vehicle of its own gotcha okay and then maybe talk to me a bit more about some of that risk assessment training sure uh you know the the main risk is is being hit by another vehicle and so what you want to do is make yourself as visible as you can uh we we train we advocate that uh the riders should wear uh high visibility clothing uh 
not everybody does. I don't necessarily do it, but you know, I try and do a good job of watching what's going on around me. Uh, lane placement, so that you're not, uh, you're not in a blind spot of the cars. When you're behind another car, you position yourself where they can see you in, in their mirrors and they know that you're there. Uh, when you're passing vehicles, you're in a, you don't get in their blind spot very long. Uh, I was surprised. I went to a conference one time, and they had an 18-wheeler there, and then they had motorcycles in different places behind it, and we got to sit up in the driver's seat of the 18-wheeler and look in the mirrors. We knew there were five bikes back there, but I could only see two because the other three were in blind spots, and I thought... I didn't realize that that was necessarily a blind spot because, you know, this big truck's got lots of mirrors, but they have a huge blind spot. Same as the buses that we have here in tourist season. So we have to, you know, think about that and consider the risk of being in the blind spot too long. That bus changed lanes, won't see us. Uh, so that, that's just some of the examples. Okay. And then how could someone uh, register for that, that training if they wanted to? If they go to our website, junoabate.org, all one, all one word, uh, there's a link there to take you to the place to get, to get signed up for the class. Okay. Well, Dan, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I think it's like we've you know, kind of been discussing. It's a very important topic to have that training, and I think it's a good thing for people to sign up for it if they want to you know, get onto a motorcycle or even just a, maybe even like as a refresher. You never know. I got one more thing I want to plug out there for us. Uh, this Saturday, um, May 6th, from noon to about 2, we're going to bring out our training bikes out of the container that we store them at there at 7 Mile, and we're going to be working on them and getting them ready for class. If anybody wants to stop by, whether they're on a motorcycle, just want to say hi, or they're prospective students who are interested in our program, we'll be there from noon to 2. Uh, I'm also going to have the chaplain from the VFW Post here, so if somebody wants to get their bike blessed, uh, they can stop by and he'll, he'll take care of that. We used to start the month off with a big rally. We'd do a rodeo and different things. We'd have a cookout with the Harley Owners Group. But we've lost so many members during the pandemic. Uh, we're trying to build that back up. So if people want to stop by DOT 7 Mile, noon to 2, we'll be there. Be happy to chat with them, talk to them about the, uh, the class, our safety, anything motorcycle-related. All righty. Sounds good. Well, like I said, I'd like to thank you one more time for coming in. You've been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.